DeMar DeRozan calls out Bulls fans that are calling for a rebuild while also saying that he wants to retire Chicago Bull. We're going to talk about all that, plus Mark Everly's and AK's comments on 670 The Score. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sir Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, Let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And DeMar DeRozan has now said that he wants to retire Bull. Saying this, that's a place I want to be and in my career. I want to be able to accomplish everything I've set out to accomplish. That's all I can worry about and control. Have the utmost confidence in myself. I let my agent and the organization deal with that side of things. To be honest, man, from their standpoint, they want me to be here long term and vice versa. We'll see what happens from there. And so... You know, I like leaving leaving in that little wiggle room that, you know, you'll see what happens, right? Because just because both sides are motivated to get a deal done, sometimes we've seen cases where the the money on the deal is what really causes maybe uh, some strife and some stress between that. But if DeMar DeRozan is committed to wanting to retire a bull here, I just don't see AK and Eversley not re-signing him as long as the contract makes sense for both the team and the player. And I don't really think anybody should be too surprised by this. Now, for those people that, you know, Took, especially with the Vooch comment on this may being, you know, the last go with this core or some of the Bulls fans that want to see a full rebuild done sooner rather than later. I told you guys, do not be surprised, right, if DeMar DeRozan is re-signed. And like I said before, maybe it's a shorter-term deal. Maybe it's a two-plus-one. But the time that the Bulls are really going to make a next big move as far as probably overhauling parts of this roster is going to be the 2025 offseason. Mark my words on that. I really doubt seeing anything happened from the Chicago Bulls before then. But the concept now that DeMar DeRozan does want to be locked in here with the Chicago Bulls and retire a Bull, the biggest question that I think a lot of fans should have, right, is okay, but what does that mean, right? Because for a a large part of the Chicago Bulls community, right, whether right, wrong, whatever it is, it's this perception that by having DeMar DeRozan here and him being a player that is not only ball dominant but is going to command getting his fair share of shots, how much of that has harpened or hurt the development of players like Patrick Williams or Dalen Terry. And, you know, while DeMar DeRozan's been a mentor to those guys as well, those on-the-court reps, people are starting to worry about, you know, DeMar taking away from that. So if DeMar is here for long-term, let's say the Bulls do lock him in, at already being 30, what, 33, 34 years old, let's say it is a a three-year contract. Let's just say that that's what it is, right, which will keep DeMar DeRozan here locked in until he's almost 37 years old. The question is, is over those three years, are we going to see DeMar DeRozan's uh, role kind of decrease, whereas the younger players' role increase, which then can get them those development reps, right? Can get that that in-game timing down and things like that. So, you know, that that's a direction and something you need to think about in regards to that. But when it comes down to it, I think we've all kind of, of understood that the way that this front office seems like they're going to operate is now by building through the draft organically, which means that they're going to be more apt to keep their players here because they're going to, oh, they're going to be hopefully coming in with young value talent that can contribute, right? That's the whole point, especially if you're drafting later in that first round. You kind of want guys that can go right then, right? So, you know, we'll end up seeing. And, uh, you know, DeMar DeRozan being here long term, uh, like I said, it's, it's it, right now it's a hit or miss. You guys know how I feel on DeMar. I definitely think the Bulls should look to explore deals and to see what they get. But, hey, if, if, they, if they have their guy in DeMar, right, and they look at – 
and value keeping him here more than what they can get out in the market for him. That's the path of the team. But DeMar DeRozan also had a quote in the same one talking about fans that want a rebuild and call for a rebuild. And he had this the same regards to that. I think a lot of people who say that or suggest that don't really understand basketball at all, in my opinion. You can think that an answer or that's a route, but there's no telling how long that route is going to even last. That route doesn't necessarily uh, always work. Well, I murdered that word. Necessarily always work in a timely fashion that you think that you may think it will take. And for those that have been watching me, watching Pat, we've been saying like uh, Pat the designer over on Locked on Bulls, that's exactly what we've been trying to tell you guys. Everybody that calls for this rebuild, like this rebuild, this master, it's just going to be this thing that just drastically changed. You can be in rebuild purgatory for a decade plus, right? And that's not to say that the Bulls aren't in purgatory in a way now, but the fact of the matter is, for me personally, if it's going to be a struggle either way, I'd actually rather watch a team that's going to compete, right? Now the team, we've been through a lot of young players that that aren't on the roster now, right? going through the lineups of of campaign in the starting lineup and crap like that, right? Yes, a rebuild, like I always say, it triggers more so something mentally for the fans, right? It helps buffer or provide a bumper for their disappointment because at that point, when the team is playing bad, it's like, oh, well, we're in a rebuild. Of course we're playing bad. And, and, you know, I made the joke over on Locked on Bulls the other day, too, that, like, at this point, a lot of Bulls fans want change just for the sake of change. And while we should want change for a team that is – that has struggled, right, especially lately, we don't want, like, that doesn't mean that a a change is just, like, we should just want a change for a change, right? You should want purposeful change, right? Change is going to actually mean something. Change that pushes towards a direction, right? The the, the idea of changing just because it can change your your expectations on on a team isn't always going to get that, make that team better in the long run. So, you know, AK, like I said, I think, I, I do not. That's why when all these deals pop up right now, I'm assuming that AK and Eversley are not looking to really give up any more of their draft assets and value. They're going to try to hold on to that, build organically through the draft, let this team go where it can, add, make instrumental uh, movements where you can, and, and you know from now to then to write to improvements to the roster. But that big, large overhaul that we see is going to be a long time to that comes, and it may be something that happens more slowly over time than immediately, and so. You know, that's something to say. But then we also, with with AK and Mark Eversley on 670, the score, we got even more quotes, and some of these were more concerning, right? Mark Eversley saying that, you know, in a lot of the players' exit interviews, uh, that the players were telling them that, that they didn't really feel like a team, right? And him saying this, what we learned from our team, what we had in our exit uh, interviews, they were a team, but they weren't. They didn't really feel like a team. And that's one of the takeaways. We kind of put it on the board and said, we've got to do things next. and so. You know, you could take that a couple of different ways. I think, you know, we talked about this uh, over in Lockdown Bulls, and Pat kind of took it in more of a, okay, do the, the is it a, a off the court? Like, do they not get along? I don't really necessarily think that. I think this is a team that we've seen that it gets along, right? And the way that I took those quotes of the team didn't really feel like a team, I feel like that cohesion, right? That, that what you expect when a team's been together for a year plus, at that point, that was two seasons that that team had been together for the most part with that core, and it doesn't just feel like a team. It doesn't feel like they're a weld oil machine. And we saw that last year. For so often last season, it felt like Zach and DeMar were doing their thing and the other players were kind of doing their own thing, right? And I think that that speaks to the lack of experience, the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, 
Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Communication on the court that we see, specifically on the defensive end from the Bulls, how you see lack of player movement off ball, right? All those things go into helping the team feel more like a team, but you also need that leader, right? You need that team identity. That is why I talk so heavily this offseason about why building an identity is hugely important for the Chicago Bulls this offseason because without that, that's when you start feeling disjointed and you don't feel like a team and you're not getting the best out of your overall assets and that should be the benefit of continuity. If you're betting on continuity, you're expecting the parts to play better together because of the familiarity between them. When you don't, when you have a team that isn't feeling like a team with each other, you're not going to see that. You're going to see the, the blown leads. You're going to see, whereas other teams, they face that adversity and they come together and they punch the Bulls in the face last season, and the Bulls really couldn't collectively stand up after that, right? So, and, I, and that to me, that quote says a lot about the head coach as well. Yes, you need leaders on the court, but also the coach is there for a reason. I think sometimes as fans, people undervalue what coaching really means to the team and how it can help a team. Is everything on coaching? No, but when you have when you don't have that vocal rah-rah leader, which the Bulls have not had other than the brief stint with Pat Bev, you need a coach that's going to ha- bring everyone together, right, that knows how to motivate. And we, I don't really feel like we have that with Chicago. And so hearing that, that they didn't really feel like a team, it really kind of put that all in perspective for me as far as the style of play, the coaching, and how that plays into not feeling like a team. But Arturis Karnasova also had a quote in this, and he says this, Another thing for our group next year will be caring about each other and playing for each other. So it's relationships. Uh, this is what we're going to try to improve because in order to cha- to challenge each other, you have to get to know each other well and you have to have relationships. So, you know, maybe it is that thing of pointing towards the off the court thing, whatever it is, this team needs something. That's why it is good to see things like the team go out and play basketball together. They had an arcade event together as well that Javante Green was at. Like those type of things. That's why it's good to see that because the one thing when you're not making changes on on your roster and heavy changes the team should be closer right because that's another battle another season that this team has had to go through those battles and those adversities together and for us to not see the results of that yet it is a little bit concerning man it just it is what it is but maybe i'm overstating it or overthinking it you guys can let me know what you think on that down below now before we go i want to talk about this hot takes uh, article that zach buckley had over on bleacher report uh, he had hot takes on the bulls roster and their 2024 title hopes is what the article is titled. And the first hot take that he said is that the Bulls would be a top 10 offense. Now, this is something that really stood out to me, right? Uh, we were 24-ranked uh, offense in the season last year, which that is just absolute garbage when you look at the fact that we have Nikola Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan, and Zach Levine, at least offensively, that we were 24-ranked offense. But I do think now with the improvements, again, in that margins, adding in more three-point shooting, which... We're going to go up from three-point shooting attempts, theoretically, from the bottom of the league to the, around the top 12, right, with the added three-point shooting that we brought in. Um, but I think that, you know, having that as the Bulls being a top 10 offense, 
that's something that I want to see, right? I think to do that, we have to find more opportunities for Nikola Vucevic. We have to feed the big man, and we have to oh, we have to start having players that are moving without the ball consistently. The only player that does that consistently is Alice Caruso. Even though Zach Levine is a good sh- catch and shooter off 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 uh you know off the ball and stuff like that, he didn't even always move without the ball. So you know that when you look at if we can improve that area, Kobe White and hopefully him being more offensively like what he was post All Star break. Maybe Patrick Williams even takes a step up. The Bulls being ranked as the 10th best offense, to me, that, that's a tall task. But I do think we have the pieces to do so. The biggest question is, is do we make the adaptations that we need to in the system to get there? You guys can let me know what you guys think on that one. Next hot take this, uh, that he had here was Javon Carter will solve the point guard problem. And here's, yeah, you guys, if you've been watching me, you know that I have the utmost faith. I think Javon Carter is going to be that starting point guard, and I think he's going to bring a lot of what the Bulls need. Is he perfect by any stretch of the imagination? No. Is he as good as Lonzo Ball? No. Does he give us everything that Lonzo Ball gave us? No. But the fact of the matter is, is he gives you a lot, right? And we saw how much better the Bulls played post-All-Star break with Pat Bev. You've now added a better, younger version of Pat Bev. The biggest question surrounding Javon Carter, though, is that while he's not the most vocal off uh, off the court, can he be the vocal leader that we need on the court, right? At least that communicator. That was one of the best things about both Lonzo Ball and Pat Bev is the way that they communicated, especially when the Bulls were on defense, right? Calling out what the other team was doing. When you don't have that level of communication and not the best one-on-one defenders, it really does hurt your defense. So if Javon Carter can step up and at least on the court be a little bit more verbal as well, it's going to go that much further into helping the Bulls set that identity and him being, like I said, one of the best replacements we've had for Lonzo Ball as of yet. And then this uh, this last one, this is where it starts, uh, depending on how you view on it. He says the Chicago will push for a playing spot, but then blow it up next offseason. Uh, and this is where it starts getting left. Like, don't get me wrong. The moves that the Milwaukee Bucks has now made in bringing Dame Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks, it really does change the balance of the Eastern Conference. But where the Chicago Bulls were, in that middle of the pack, right, you're still going to see the same teams there. The New York Knicks, Cleveland Cavaliers, Atlanta Hawks, um, uh, uh, the uh, Indiana Pacers, right? The Miami Heat still definitely middle of the pack now as well. The Chicago Bulls, one of those teams are going to walk away, you know, with uh, getting to avoid that play. And I do think that the Bulls can be that team. But again, it's going to be determined by how everything else comes together. Now, for that, as far as the second piece, the Bulls are going to blow it all up next offseason. I told you guys, I don't even see that coming at all. And if it does, I don't really see it coming into the summer of 2025. Because let's say the Bulls do blow it all up this offseason. Keep in mind, we owe a first-round pick to the San San Antonio Spurs. I don't think going into a year, it's it's smart to blow it up into going into a season where you you could pay out your first-round pick to somebody else, right? I think especially when it's only a year off, if you're going to blow it up, you want to have all your first-round picks under your control, which then increase the value of those picks. That's what I can see. That's more so what I can see happening, but I know that a lot of people are going to share the mindset, especially after Nikola Vucevic's comments, that the Bulls could be set to blow it all up here sooner rather than later. But we'll see what that means, especially now with DeMar DeRozan's latest comments on wanting to stay a Bull for the rest of his career. But hey, let me know what you guys think on all the topics down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message, and our voicemail for mailbag episodes that go down on Saturdays and Sundays. The number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are 
the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.